So what'd you guys think? That's right. That's right. How many of you have never seen this before? Me too. That was a journey upon journeys. <laughs> the wild. Yeah, I know. Whenever we... Uh, by the way, I guess I should introduce us. Yes, he probably should <laughs> yeah, because I'm still working on things over here. Uh, Jonathan and I are the hosts of Bombs Away. We're a B-movie comedy podcast. So uh, we'll also be your hosts tonight uh, going over this wild film. But yeah, that's who we are. We record in a... In a, a projection, projection booth. booth, yes, at the Frida Cinema in Santa Ana. We also do live shows every single month there. This month we are doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic uh, Jingle, all, Jingle the all the Way. way. Jingle <laughs> so all the way. that is January twenty eighth. We're doing that. Yes. So you want to start it off how we always do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you unaware of our show, we always start it off by going over one thing for the film, and that's going to be the taglines. That's right. We're going to go over the taglines right now, folks. You know, as we were getting ready tonight, uh, I, I said to myself, like, what what comes to mind for you for an iconic Christmas tagline? Ho, ho, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the Christmas with the cranks tagline. I think it is, too. Yeah, a bad um, one. I, because here's some things that, that, that this one did. Uh, you've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> that one there. Uh, Santa's here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the the taglines are always the weakest part of the poster, it seems. Uh, he knows when you've been naughty. Very apparent throughout this film <laughs> that everyone he knows all the time. Shocking, disturbing, the movie they tried to ban... They put that on the poster? Yeah. Before, before the movie came out, they're like, they're going to ban this one. So let's just get that out of the way so everyone's ready for it. No, that's probably for like the DVD. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and if a nightmare on Elm Street gave you sleepless nights, or if Halloween made you jump in every shadow, or if every Friday the 13th <laughs> were more frightening than the others, then beware. Wow. That's a bold statement considering what this movie opened against. Because <laughs> if you didn't know, this film opened against Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. and like did not do good against that, obviously. <laughs> um, so, no, it actually did better. That's Nightmare. right. Yeah, that is. It outperformed it. <laughs> um, so, with two headshot deaths, two killer Santa Clauses, seven instances of nudity, one man butt, Throat slashes, back slashes, hanging by Christmas lights, one box cutter gutting, hammers to the head, uh, death by bow and arrow, impaling on deer antlers, decapitation by axe with a body count of 13, a budget of $1.0 million, so $1 million. Cool. <laughs> and a gross of $2.5 million with an IMDb score of 5.9 and a rotten percent score of 31%. It's 1985? <laughs> <laughs> it's 85 or 84? Is it 85 or 84? Robert? Do you know? 84. 84. It's 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Let's make some noise and let's drop some bombs, guys. Christmas Eve is 
Sorry, Pamela. It is good. It's over. Time to get shit-faced. <laughs> so we have some special guests tonight. Yeah. Um, the first one, star of uh, I was gonna say star of stage and scream, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Have you have you been on on stage as well? Oh yeah, oh, yeah okay. that's true. Okay, <laughs> please welcome the star of Silent Night, Deadly Night, Mister Robert Ryan Wilson. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I hope it's not all tangled, and I hope it sounds good because I'd hate to be on your bad side after oh uh, watching God. that there. <laughs> all right. All right. So how are we doing? Very well, thank you. Yes? Is that live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please welcome, first up, documentary filmmaker, Mr. Justin Beam. Justin Beam. D- there he yes. is. Yes, I'm yes. Beam. Come yes. on down. All right. Come on down. Thank you very much for being here. And introduce yourself to everyone as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I produce this disc. I'm, I work for, I'm a producer for Shot Factory, Scream Factory, um, Arrow Video, a bunch of different companies. And I did the doc, uh, the discs for part one and part two. Wow. And so I directed the documentaries on them and commentaries and all that stuff and put it all together. And there's and there's interesting stories behind how it all came about, too. We can talk about. Well, we're going to get into it. I'm glad you're here because obviously we just showed that we don't know what was going on with it. So I'm glad you're here to tell us. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get started. Um, the way that we typically kind of do it is we kind of go through it um, a little bit beat for beat. But um, I'm really interested to go through this with you guys and kind of hear what it was like uh, for you to make it and for anything that you know also um, behind the scenes because, holy shit, is this insane of a movie. So <laughs> it sounds like uh, everyone kind of had a really good time from what I can tell. So do you, did you have a good time, I, I hope? I had a wonderful time. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great experience making the film. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, I found that... Um, you know, I've done not a tremendous amount of work in, in, in Hollywood, but the little bit that I have, um, the horror, um, whether it's the crew or just just the energy is much, much different than just your standard uh, films that you'll get. Um, the horror, uh, something about it, of course, whenever there was this, we were prepping for a killing scene, the energy was up because that's always fun. <laughs> And, um, yeah, that was, so you laugh at that, but that was my favorite part of the film, of course, was, uh, you know, doing the killing stuff because it's just, you know, it's like when you're a little kid and you're playing and, um, you know, and you're using all your imagination to, to come up with the best way to, to, um, scare someone or play hide and seek or something like that. It was along those lines. And, um, so, uh, when the killing scenes, uh, came about, it was, it was a tremendous amount of fun and the, the overall film, the crew, everybody was fantastic. So I had a great time. Yeah, I can imagine it's probably like an awesome time to just be like batshit insane on on film for everyone to see just like this crazy character because that's the that was the 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 common thread through the two films that we're going to show from the Silent Night Deadly Night is just the characters are just look like you guys are having so much <laughs> fun out there. So I'm I'm incredibly jealous of that. That that's awesome. I have a qu- um what would you say? I mean as you lay, label that, that that is your favorite thing to do is the kills. What would you say then is your favorite kill in this film? Um, my favorite kill was uh, going through the store, um, you know, chasing down um, the, the, the clerk that I shot ultimately with the bow and arrow. That was that was just again, you know, going back to childhood days when you're playing hide and go seek and you're you know sneaking around and you know how your heart elevates and yeah, that was just a tremendous amount of fun and of course letting the bow go. 
Yeah, that was great. That was great. I, I, I was cracking up when that scene happened because it's like if I was in a situation where I was being hunted down, I don't think the killer yelling like, hey, to me is going <laughs> to yeah. like stop me from bashing the window out and getting out because she you're like, hey, and she's like, oh, he's changed his mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Totally hey, um, I'm really sorry about the other guys. Uh, you know, they were naughty. You weren't. Um, you can this go is now. real awkward, but I have the keys to unlock the door. <laughs> let me let you out. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Yeah, some of it doesn't make sense. No, it's so much horror. fun. I mean, yes, yes. That's what we love to do and talk about. It's just like this This <laughs> is like the epitome of the type of uh, film we like to cover because it's just so much fun. And it's fun to hear that everyone enjoys doing it. So, yeah. What would you say that your favorite kill is? Uh, I don't – honestly, I don't – I think that the antlers with Linnea, that's probably the most Pretty iconic, iconic. Yeah. in the thing. and. But but honestly, I think that the my favorite moment in the entire picture, probably in terms of maybe if you're thinking of something that's disturbing, is when he hands the box cutter to the little girl. It's yeah, because it's, yeah, it's a subtle little thing. It's not necessarily nasty, but it but it like crosses a certain line in a way that it it's almost charming and sweet because it shows that that you, that your character is still sort of in touch with that part of himself right. and he's not batshit crazy the whole time no he's yeah the, he's he's like rooted but then, an arc. yeah 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 and and in that moment is sort of like the last vestige of of you you know you're, you're it's it's a gift in your eyes that's right. that, that's what you right. hand her I, I love i love that moment i agree and thanks for bringing that up because you know you talk about what's my favorite kill of course the bow and arrow but my favorite scene was what you just described um, um, because uh, yeah the arc is all present there that he's he's trying to make sense of this shit you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> yeah it's a confusing time for him without a doubt yeah, yeah. no it's like when you, when you in that scene when I was when sitting there and you handed her the box cutter it just I kept thinking about like this is like the rated R Nightmare Before Christmas. Like the like if Jack Skellington was like really a, a terrifying monster, like he would hand like a kid like a box cutter that's covered in blood. It's like you are the the slasher Jack Skellington in that situation. <laughs> so it really fit that theme real well. <laughs> um, so as as the movie progresses on uh, through through your uh, night of uh, nightmares, <laughs> right? Um, what what I noticed is that like you're you're doing a lot of terrain outdoors. What was the working conditions for you? Like like how how was that? Uh, you did you film in uh, in Utah? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. Um. A lot of it. It, it was interesting because around the um, orphanage, the they had it, it was it was March, so the snow was beginning to melt. So a lot of the terrain was, we've kind of had to work with what we had. We had to go to the mountains to, of course, find what was left of the snow. Um, you know, the beheading was, was all, of course, you know, it, it, it was, it wasn't uh, fake snow, but, um, down on the lower levels in, in Salt Lake City or in Utah, it was, um, everything had melted. And so they brought in snow around the orphanage to make it, uh, look. And Iris Toys tight too. Yeah, they were on the roof yes. sprinkling the- Yeah, 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 very well. And so, um, you know, as, as far as moving around the terrain and whatnot, it was, you know, Hollywood has its way of making it look like we've, I'm, I've walked for miles, right. but, you know, uh, I get out of a van at this spot and, here we shoot this scene, so it wasn't decapitate really a, decapitate a kid real quick. Yeah, real hop quick. Back in the van. Yes, jump yes. back in the van. All right, stuff an arrow in a policeman's chest. Yeah, there you go. It's like, and then get back in the van. I've got to kill in like ten minutes, and I'm not going to make it across town. <laughs> That's cool because then it, it's kind of like 
it's I guess March is a good time to be filming if you're going to be in that Santa costume the entire time because it's like not hot, but it's you're also not freezing your ass off out there in Utah in the in the, in the cold. So, true. Yeah. True. I uh, I I love I, I love this moment when when you when you turn and you you do your first kill right and then and then what's never made sense to me is the reaction of the female in that moment uh. <laughs> where where she doesn't thank you for stopping this rape honestly like she's just like you're insane and i I, i've just always found that interesting that that turn there um that even she sees him as a monster instead of like kind of a a savior in that moment um what what was that always in the script that way was that a decision okay uh, very interesting. That's the way it was written. Yeah. I mean, he did kill that guy kind of like that's uh, – I mean, he could have just pulled him off, but he just like strangled her in front. He was like, it was like oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, he could have just had a conversation with him off to the I think side. I would have been a We're little shocked call, too. We're the going to call the police. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a rational decision there. <laughs> You're right. But that is – your first kill is actually my favorite kill because it's it's not just a strangulation. It's a themed strangulation yeah. you know i love the christmas lights as uh, a part of it and uh yeah that guy just had to go true yeah. and you're strong as hell my god <laughs> those lights and lifting that guy up i was like man he's really putting in work to lift that kid up yeah sir the movie was not shy about being like look at this good looking dude yeah, <laughs> like yeah. when the first time that they pan up on you they're like there he is sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> oh and you notice that they had the beard pulled down so you could see his whole face and yeah. that was the decision they made too because they wanted to showcase it so you knew who it was and yeah it couldn't just be an anon- anonymous guy in a which is aw- which yeah that lends me to i i I'm sure from looking at it, there wasn't far too many stunts that you may have had to do, but did you do everything that is in there? Uh, they did have a stunt man, and some of the stuff, I, I can't, I mean, it's, I mean, I can hardly remember yesterday. <laughs> 35 years back, um, you know, a lot of the stuff I did do, um, but there there were a couple stunts that, that um, that they had the guy, the stuntman um, take care of. Um, I, again, the, the stuntman's actually Don Shanks, who you guys, if you're Halloween fans, he played Michael Myers in Halloween Five. Oh, and he's been a stunt coordinator in Salt Lake City. He still is to this day, uh, the, the the main stunt coordinator there. And in fact, in the scene where they go into the house and they find Santa, like Santa, the cops are driving down the road. They say, there he is, right there, and he's crawling up into the window, and he sits down in the bed. That's Don Shanks. And he, he pulls his thing down, and the girl says, like, Daddy. But Daddy. you can full on see it and tell that it's Don Shanks. Oh, in that okay. Moment. That's awesome. So that's who was doing some of that. But the lifting right, and stuff right, right. was all you. Yes. Like Lene, it was all you. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that was, yeah. I used to work out then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because when, when you. When you create a character that is going to cover most of their face, then you're like, oh yeah, then uh, that's an easy way to you know trick the audience into not realizing that they're not doing all of it. But like your face is in everything, so it's like, damn, he really is doing all of this in there, and it's amazing. You're putting in work throughout the film; it's awesome. No, I I totally agree. Uh, every every ser- single sense of, of physicality, like I, I love I love the wide shots. I love when you're bursting through the door. Yeah, like, uh, like j- just you around that house, like bursting through that door, hanging her on on the antlers, and then tossing that guy through the window. Like, just the amount of physicality in that house alone. Like, I love that sequence. I I, I really do. Uh, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So um, if I can make just a quick, another quick yeah, note on please. the Halloween front there. The guy who is the boyfriend that Linnea is making out with on the pool table and he gets thrown out the window. Any Halloween 6 fans out here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Paul Rudd fan. <laughs> yeah. Love Paul Rudd. You, you know the shock jock in Halloween 6. It's the same guy. Oh. Who, uh, who who plays that character in there? So there's a lot of Halloween connections in this film, kind of all, all over the place. With it, yeah, it runs deep throughout it. The one the one question before we leave Ira's toys was just something that Jonathan and I were were joking about when we were sitting here was, what was your character's uniform? At the toy store, because I was like, "Is he wearing a kimono?" Back, <laughs> like the, I, everyone know. who stocks the shelves has to wear a kimono. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, yeah, it was just some sort of a funky work vest that you know. I, I guess they didn't have anything else. There wasn't a whole subplot about like the fetish of the store owner. Who's That's like, what I was saying. Like, I yeah. need all my men in kimonos, yes, <laughs> and I want real fucking arrows in this store. <laughs> That is a cool toy. <laughs> because you never know yes. in a toy store when an axe may be needed. Oh, my gosh. It's a, it's just so funny because it was like, <laughs> if you you know, you want to build on it in your mind. It's like, maybe they just made him wear it because they were like, he'll do it. Because <laughs> no one else wears a kimono in the store. So it's like, such a, it was, it was such, so funny. But I guess it is to kind of show that your character did not fit in in that store regardless. So it's just... Yeah, there's there's just so many. It's just like the best thing. I was like, that's funny. The hell is that? That scrub kimono. <laughs> and I love. I it's featured in one of the best like like just montages. Uh, just this warm hearted like the warm side of the the front door. Yes. Is it? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's just like, hey, you want a drink? And you're like, nah, bro, got milk right here. <laughs> it's in just, my kimono. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just the whole time. I love that m- montage because it's so. Uh, it, it, it's you don't anticipate. Like if I walked into the room not knowing what movie people were watching in here, and I was on that, I'd be like, "Oh, Disney Family, like ABC Christmas Special." <laughs> it's like, is this a Folgers commercial? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any minute, Urkel's gonna walk into the scene, and then and we're gonna have some shenanigans. It's the it's it is one of the weirdest spots in the film with that with that song. But uh, it's like Toy Store yeah. galore in terms of nostalgia for anyone who grew up in the 80s. Because you, uh, from Star Wars on through, if you go through all the scenes in Iris Toys and start picking out the different toys and brands that are in there, it's just like, it's, it's, because it, it, it's a real toy store. Yeah. I mean, it's like a functioning entity and it's a perfect snapshot of that moment in time for toys. Yeah, that job of the hut set that they're, they're standing in front of. I was like, whoa! And then they also have inflatable Easter bunnies in the back at the same time. It's like, what is? I saw a little bit of chaos. There's a quick there. turnaround on holidays here. <laughs> we gotta we gotta make sure that we're getting to the next holiday as quick as possible. I saw a castle gray skull on the shelf. <laughs> I was pretty happy. You would have been happy, not Snake Mountain, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, there's a lot of Mr. Potato Heads. It's, it's like half the shelves are Mr. Potato. That's heads. the other fetish of Ira. <laughs> 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 I love there's a shot of you Kimono's putting together the, the pota- potato head. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. seeming a little bit frustrated by it. <laughs> it like, I loved, head. yeah, I loved when you were putting, like, you're, you're stocking the shelves and everything like that. Because I, I was like, that is also what I look like when I'm trying to be busy at work. <laughs> it's just like, yes, the Mr. Potato Head needs shoes on this show. Oh, <laughs> Got to straighten this shit up. Yeah, dude, you straighten like a coloring book at one point. I was like, employee of the month material right yeah. there. <laughs> I knew they were watching. <laughs> 
Yes. So I I have a question about the uh, the Antler Kill house again. Um, how, was that a house that they just went and rented, or was it a, a set? It was a house. It was just yeah, a, it was a house. So, and the reason I ask is because of that majestic tiger painting on the wall. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the details you've picked up. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> he leaned over to me and he goes, "Look at that tiger painting." <laughs> and I hadn't noticed it at first, but wow, yeah, it's um, that's a weird tiger painting to have in your home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was just curious if it, if it was like there when you got there, you know, kind of thing. Or did so. you bring it? Yeah. <laughs> Was that yeah. was that in your contract? You're like, this yeah. has to show has in to the film. This writer has just a tiger painting. Yeah. I want a tiger painting and I want a kimono. <laughs> and I need to find like a, a coloring book at some point. <laughs> and there better be a potato head. Lots of potatoes. And I'm walking. <laughs> and I don't want there to be five fucking sequels. <laughs> four sequels. And Mickey Rooney better not be involved with one of them. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even know that. Well, because Mickey famously uh, like bashed on this film, this original yes. film, right? That's the yes. wild irony of that <laughs> of this entire saga of films. Like when you get to the end point, is like yeah. Mickey, you you did it too. <laughs> <laughs> he was super vocal about opposition to the film, thinking it was sacrilegious, and a lot of that had to do with the ad campaign that was running right. during Thanksgiving. It's like it's like during Monday night or the football that was on during Thanksgiving or something is when the first ads ran. Wow! Now and all we get people is Star all Wars. across the country were like, <laughs> "What are my kids looking at right now?" That's <laughs> crazy. Know? And, and so it became this big deal. But so Mickey Rooney was one of those, like Siskel and Ebert, who, by the way, I thanked in the credits in the documentary just so this film would be in their IMDb pages. <laughs> nice. That's a little nice. bit of a in twist the of the night. For them. Yeah, <laughs> so they're actually it's actually probably their last credits that they have. I don't know. But, um, yeah, he, Mickey Rooney. And then af- after part two, they just started making movies and then adding them the Silent Night banner to it. So they weren't related necessarily. They were shot as other movies. And so he had no idea that he was taking part in the franchise that, was, <laughs> that he so chastised these people for, but ended up being the star. Well, that's, that's something that we, found, that we looked up, and I'm, I'm sure you guys can touch on this. The film was originally named, uh, what was it? Sleigh Ride? Sleigh Ride. Ride. Yeah, when you guys were shooting, it was, it was still Sleigh Ride, I was like, that Ride, sounds correct? so metal. Sleigh <laughs> 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 Ride. So, I mean, I guess if, if the names aren't, aren't attached to the... You said after two, they weren't attached to... it. They just put Silent Night, Deadly Night yeah, on them. That's so weird. We were just having that conversation about the prom night films, and then these films are the same way of just like, yeah, slap a slap the the marketing on it right there on the front. And well, that's why Ricky has a jar head in the third because <laughs> 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 it's just so different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, so when I watch these films, uh, I tend to take notes, uh, and one that I just oh, uh, browsed across, and I was like, yeah, I have to bring it up. Is should killers be Walking around wearing bells? <laughs> yeah. Not so silent. He was night. just out of touch with that, you know. Yeah. But for, for someone who is wearing tons of bells in a very heavy costume, you really get the drop on a lot of people, which is my, my favorite part. With when they go into the you know, the, the house with Linnea quickly, it just cracks me up because she heard that jingle and she's like, It's the cat. I was like, Kitty Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, let me go to the front door shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> in these nothing pants as well was the was the whole thing. Like, oh, that kid just came down, and I told her go back up because we're we're like funking in here. So like, <laughs> stay up there, but I'm gonna go up the stairs topless and open the door for the cat. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I did want to. I mean, this is a Q and A, so I did want to open it up. Robert's to, here. To other people, I know. <laughs> you guys might not have heard. I, 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 does anybody have any questions? Yes, please. For eighteen in the film, how old were you really? Twenty. Oh. Mm-hmm. Tell the story of how you got involved, though, man. It's it's actually really interesting. All the way back to like Palm Springs. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wasn't. I, I lived in Cerritos, which is about thirty miles uh, east of here, and uh, I was in Palm Springs with my girlfriend, who's now my wife of thirty years. Um, but uh, we we were leaving a restaurant in Palm Springs. We were on spring break, and a gentleman came up to us and asked if uh, I were an, if I was an actor. And of course, I said no. I I had no interest in acting. I came from a sports background. Never wanted to do anything in Hollywood. Never looked at the TV and said, "Mommy, I want to do that." But he said, uh, you know, I could sell you in Hollywood. And I, I, at that point, he tried to offer me a card and I wanted to reject it and said, my girlfriend's a model. If you want to, you know, she's, in, you know, you could probably use her. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, she's pretty and I could use her. But it, right now I could, I could sell you. And I was like, this is really strange. <laughs> you know, I'm not I don't like this. This is weird. Bit. <laughs> and, and, you know, long story short, I guess, uh, uh, I did, uh, we went back to the hotel room. I flipped the card across the room and she's like, what are you doing? And, said, you know, Hollywood's not for me. She says, you know, we're, we're both in college at the time. She says, we don't know where we're going, what we're doing. Why don't you go just meet with him and see if he's legitimate? You never know. What if you get, you know, a commercial or something like that and you make some money and while we're still going to school. And so I went to his office and he was legitimate. And, um, you know, in a, in a short period of time, um, I was reading for this film and uh, of course, uh, here we here we are. Uh, yeah, I landed the film, and um, you know, <laughs> uh, I thought that the moment that uh, the mothers and the the Catholic Church went after the film, that uh, my career was over. Um, but it just kept rolling. I I ended up doing some some soap operas and some you know nighttime TV, some primetime TV. So I built a little bit of a resume. I did it for nine years, and then I decided I wanted to. Uh, go off and be with my family and do other things. So um, I, I'm hope I'm capturing what you're what you're looking for there. In that, yeah, it was I I didn't grow up wanting to be an actor. I just wanted to, um, you know, try and make a buck if I could real quick and and get out. Um, and it ended up uh, it turned into this. Um, and and uh, you know, going back a little bit to after the film got banned, um, I just put it behind me. And I uh, thought that uh, it was forever going to be gone. But here with social media and um, how things move these days, it's back. And um, <laughs> now uh, this is my manager, Dominic Mancini. And he um, he takes me around the country and we do cons all around the country and do things like this because the film's back. And there's a whole generation of folks that weren't even born at the time it was made that are now seeing this film so it's really incredible that this thing's uh, still rolling and you know perhaps all the publicity or negative publicity at the time as they say um, is probably the best thing that ever happened to it because this thing was pulled off of the video shelves and then people were trying to black market it and uh, you know so it had a little following then I don't know when Dominic first saw it but he wasn't born he, were, were you 10? That's a good yeah. age to see this <laughs> My yeah perfect but um, yeah, so uh, this has turned into it's it's surreal. Actually, I, I I would have never imagined that I'd be sitting here talking about this film. So this is wonderful. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, awesome. The, the just hearing that you 
had no interest in being an actor and hadn't done any acting and then seeing this is like damn you like were a natural up there and really like you you did awesome this is like that's fucking insane that you were just basically picked up off the street to do this because that you kill it in this movie. not not to be like you know <laughs> ironic with the word but you are you were really i know as it was coming out i was like no <laughs> oh, I just did it. as you were saying the word uh, yeah you like, slay it <laughs> yeah there, yeah <laughs> nice. any other questions i saw a hand yeah um so last year they did like the reboot with halloween and of course they ignored all the sequels and brought back jamie lee curtis they were to do like a reboot today and ignore all the sequels, would you return for the role of Billy? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I would actually. Yeah, I would. I would really sink my teeth into it. I. I, I was just telling Justin. You know, we we've talked about this a couple times, but. Growing up being an athlete, you know, I always had a foundation for things. I always had fundamentals. You know, that's 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 how I uh, was successful playing sports. And then I stepped into Hollywood and I had no foundation. I really didn't know what the hell I was doing 90% of the time. Um, so it wasn't until the very end of the game, if you will, at the nine years, 11 years, that I, um, was, I started to become trained as an actor. And so with that said, and then I moved on with my life and had children and here we are. Um, I studied with a master. His name is Sanford Meisner. He's passed now. But um, so, yeah, I really feel like uh, when the opportunity arises and I'm offered an opportunity to, to do something and if it was this, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love it. I would love it. And I'd, I think I could really sink my teeth into something. Oh, my God. Um, how would you imagine that uh, – is he back from the grave or is, did he just survive the gunshot? Uh, yeah, he was never dead. Yeah. yeah. I like be, it. Oh, man. When they took me in the coroner's truck, I – Killed them and yes. escaped. <laughs> Put my I've been waiting their 35 yep. years for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Right>? <laughs> to punish again. And then you just start out like catatonic, like the grandpa in the beginning. Yep. And then you're back I in like it. it. <laughs> I like it. Keep no. writing. Keep writing. Oh, God. <laughs> awesome. Uh, next. There was another hand. There was, yeah. yeah, there you go. What did you think when you first saw it? I was no, no. The first time I saw it was it, it was a it was a first viewing at the Directors Guild over on Sunset Boulevard here in Hollywood, and I took my family, <laughs> and so not you know my family wasn't we weren't you know we didn't we weren't theatrical. So for, for my father, he just looked at me like, what in the fuck did you do? <laughs> and he wouldn't look at me. He hardly talked to me for about a month after that. Seriously, it was like you're. A, what the fuck? My kid, my kid went wrong, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I, I moved out after that. <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I wasn't, first of all, it's hard. A lot of actors, it's hard for you to watch yourself, you know? And so that was, that was probably nine tenths of, you know, me looking at it going, wow, straight into the fucking coloring book, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff was just so corny to me that I was like, this is terrible, you know? Um, so, no, I didn't really dig it. What about when you watch it now? You watch it? I have watched it now. I watched it at the 30-year anniversary at the Egyptian, which is about five years back. 
And being there with the audience, um, like for 30 years, I thought, what a piece of shit, you know? And then I watched it with the audience and I, all of a sudden I got it and I got the horror crowd. I didn't, I had no idea that you guys enjoyed the films the way you do. You know, I thought you took it, you know, beat by beat and like, ah, this is bullshit or whatever. But when I watched it with the audience, I was like, all of a sudden just like awakened to how horror fans view horror. And it was, really cool like all of a sudden a ton of bricks was lifted off my back and i was like i get it now and so yeah now when i watch it it's fun yeah very cool anyone oh another yes oh hell yeah oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes please um, i mean you just did you just killed a bunch of people in this film uh what's your secret for keeping Right, Dexter's got nothing on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Snow's a good scrubbing scrubbing agent for the suit. You just pick some of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you wear you wear red, and then the blood just blends right in. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Yes. Um, it's, that's, that's a great question. Uh, my, my oldest son is, is 28. His brother's 26. My daughter's 18. And I've never sat down and watched it with them. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, you know, that they've ever watched it to be quite honest with you. I, you know, my oldest son, I think he has watched it and cause he's real quiet about it when the subject comes up, <laughs> but no, I, they, I don't, you know, I'm going to have to address that because um, we're doing a, a little um, thing where we're the, they want to watch it this Christmas. So this is going to be interesting. That's, oh, my God. Yeah, because I, it's like one of my parents would be like that. I would be like, thrilled. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, and, and thank you. And I wish that's the way they felt, but they just <laughs> kind of like ignore me, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe they keep it inside because they don't want me to, you know, get big headed about it and like, <laughs> go to your room and like, yeah, like, fuck off, dad. They're just so starstruck around you. They just don't want to talk about the <laughs> film with you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that, you know, when it comes to your kids or perhaps I, I, I might be very wrong on this. I just think they're kind of embarrassed about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This is a tough one to sit down with your kids and be like, check out what dad did. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And of course, you know, so it just became kind of a habit. Not, we don't, you know, when they were little kids, we didn't want to spoil their Christmas <laughs> and think your dad's a killer Santa. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> You're right, right? Yeah. Or maybe anything like from when you guys are making it that it just was like stuck out to you as like such a great time or, or anything like that from the, the making of the film. You know, again, the killing scenes just stand out. I don't know. So all the killing scenes I, I can I can recall very clearly, even after, you know, 35 years. Um, yeah, the, you know, the be, you know, lopping the kid's head off for being naughty or saying a couple of cuss words. 
Yeah, I remember that. I remember, you know, the the cameraman and him giving me direction on that because he literally had to sit on a on a sled with the camera right here, and he said, "You're gonna have to swing that axe real close to my head when when I'm coming down the hill." It, it had a, a you know a large rubber head on it, the black head that was the axe. So, but still, it carried some weight. And if I would have hit the camera, I would have messed up a very expensive piece of equipment, let alone jammed it into the director of photography's head. But um, so that was fun, and you know, I just I remember the kill scenes because it was so so spe- specific as to how we had to, you know, capture the moment and be right in the lens, and so those those all stand out to me, and that's that's a part of the film that I'll just you know those those always it just always stands out. I can I can recall those very clearly. Awesome. The two original writers, the guys who came up with the concept for it, they have produced their producer credit on the film, and they were kind of like pushed out of the process a little bit at the very beginning and then it was taken over by the director and the producer and they made the they made the picture um and in, it's had an interesting history because it was really controversial and, you know when it hit theaters it did incredibly well yeah. when it when it first landed but then the protest started and you can see, you can find pictures of this online of like people even taking their little kids like they do at like abortion like like 84 and and they um uh, like at uh, Planned Parenthood, for example, you know, people bring make their kids work, hold signs. The kids don't know what it is, but they were doing that at theaters. And Cisco and Ebert just admonished everyone who was involved with this, and they're like, "You need to write to them and like tell them how terrible they are." And so it got pulled from theaters. There, all the theater owners got freaked out, and they didn't want the bad press, and so they yanked it. And that, in a way did a great favor to it because then it became this notorious thing. It's almost like the video nasties over in, over in yeah, England. Yeah. And, and so this, it became a rite of passage for a lot of kids to get their hands on this thing. And that's, and then when it hit video, it found a, a second life of its own. And then it kind of fell into neglect. It anchor Bay had it. They did uh, a double disc set with part two. They just sort of shoveled part two onto it. They didn't do a new transfer for all of it. Like it was very strange. And um, then when and, and I I did the theatrical re-release of it in 2012. I was a supervisor on that, along with because uh, it was a Fangoria Presents thing, and we put the film back in theaters. And I got to know uh, Scott and I, you know, the, who owns the film, producer and whatnot. And when their anchor bait anyway, the theatrical release then had similar problems. We we couldn't even have you on the poster for it. So if you ever see it, I have one at home. I don't think I have any pictures online of it, but there's um, our theatrical poster for it was it was actually really cool. It was a deer head with antlers with Christmas lights strung across the antlers on the top of it, which speaks to so many elements of the film, right? right. And yeah. the season, it gets the message across without having kids walk in to see Finding Nemo and seeing this guy with a bloody axe in his hand. <laughs> and so. There was a similar th- issue with it then. And then when their Anchor Bay deal was up, Scott called me. I hadn't heard from him in a while. And he was like, we don't know what to do with this film, but we you know, we don't want to be with Anchor Bay anymore. And we need to find a new home. Where do we go? What do we do? And of course, I was like, I- I've been doing sh- Shout Factory stuff for a long time. And so I called up the, I called the guys at Shout. I'm like, hey, would you guys want to do this? And then it, start- it immediately hit like the fast track because it's it's one of these treasured titles that had been so underexplored and so everybody just jumped on being a part of it and then putting the documentary together bringing all you guys in for it and you know uh it really was a real honor to to give it back again 
And then we did a, a we teamed up with NECA to do a figure of him <laughs> that that came with it. So there's limited edition set where you could get that. We did it for Ricky on part two as well. And and so it's like the we're the we're the super fans, and now we have a yeah. chance to like pay tribute to the movies we love. And this is a great example of that. And it just it meant the world for during your interview for us to sit and have that conversation because at that point you were even saying like you didn't I didn't realize this was this absolutely no very thankful for what Justin and what Scott the producer what they've done with the film um, very thankful because um, yeah I mean everybody that comes up at the cons that has purchased the new piece and, and then of course they've got the NECA the figurine and whatnot um, it's it's the quality is is fantastic and it's uh, again it's just this film is just it's kind of blowing me away it just keeps keeps growing and i i've got you know young crowds now that are watching this film for the first time and you know when i first started with dominic i thought it was going to be a bunch of 60 year old dudes and you know <laughs> that, i saw it when i was 12 you know i'm like yeah right on okay. <laughs> you know but now we have 20 year olds that are coming in that are seeing it for the first time and it's uh, it's just incredible it's awesome so and thank tattoos and stuff like yeah. that yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah t-shirts oh my gosh uh, yes. has a whole line if you haven't seen what Fright Rags, in fact, they just expanded on it this year. Yeah, I saw. I a got a whole an email. bunch of new shirts and stuff like that. Oh man, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's crazy to see what happens with films that get labeled as as nasty and get taken out of the theaters. That it's like it's almost like the worst thing you can do because then it becomes this thing of like, well, now I got to get my hands on this because right. I got to see what this is. Right. Yeah, right? it's like so. On that, was it the was it the content in the film or was it literally just the theme of Santa that got people so riled up? I'm thinking it was the theme of Santa and then, of course, the Catholic Church, you know, Mother Superior. Involved, oh, yeah. You know, so I think the combination of the two, because mo- I, I don't believe that, you know, a lot of folks even saw the film that were probably standing there, you know, waving, you know, ban this film at, at the theaters, as Justin spoke of. Um, you know, they just jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, this is terrible. Santa Claus killing and trying to kill Mother Superior. It's like, you know, not even having an went. idea about the child abuse in it. And yeah, stuff exactly. At the hands like, of the church. That it's like a, a act like a real strong story about that, you know, nurture versus nature um, question of just like this kid has not had a good life at all throughout everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, just it. it, it does have that is one of the things that's so crazy about this film because these people wrote it off but it has like an interesting um dialogue throughout it of like this is what happens when you don't nurture children that need to be nurtured and it's just a um it's really weird that they that they were so quick to jump on like don't let anyone see this even though it has such a like you know it's very important to like you know show people that so did did it ever come up when you were on other sets I mean, in the in, in the intervening years, had, did you ever run into people who were like, like you're at Lowe's going to pick up some equipment or whatever, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "I'm sorry to bother you, but." Um, no, but there was there was there was an occasion after the 30 year anniversary, and um, I was in Burbank, and uh, uh, Magnolia is a common street in Burbank, and they shut the street down the last Friday of every week and do kind of like just keep their storefronts open. 
and it was during the holiday season, and I had my daughter with me, and they have they bring in all these lunch trucks and whatnot, right? And so she wanted to go and get like a Slurpee or something. I said, I said, yeah, go ahead, honey. And I was standing up against this storefront, and the storefront happened to be Dark Delicacies. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's a kind of a horror-themed store um, on Magnolia Boulevard. It's now moved over to Hollywood Way, but at the time it was right there. And I looked and I saw these different marquees from all the horror films, and this was all fresh in my mind. Now, you know, six months earlier, I wouldn't have walked in. But since I had just watched the film at the 30-year anniversary, I, I thought... You know, this is strange. This is right in my neighborhood, man. I'm going to walk in here. So I said, honey, I'm going to be right in here. You come on in when you're done, right? And so I walked in, and the gentleman that owns the store is Dell, Dark Delicacies. And I asked him, he was standing there. He's got this long, like, gray kind of Gandalf hair, right? <laughs> really cool looking dude. And I go, excuse me, sir. I said, do you have the film Silent Night, Deadly Night? And he goes, uh, yeah, you know, and he kind of just, you know, like he's like, he goes right over, uh, right over here. And then, and he goes, oh shit, we're all out right now. And he goes, but we get it in on a, and he looked at me, he's like, you're the dude. That's that's the only time that it, you know, that like I brought it up. So I planted the seed in his head, not thinking that he was going to put two and two together, but he's, he kind of like stood back and kind of grabbed on the counter. His wife's name Sue. And he's just kind of like, Sue. Sue and she's like what you know and she comes out and he goes this is the dude and through that that's when I met Dominic after that and so then it you know here we go and so um, that was that was strange was it there that you met him no, no I checked I'm, I'm friends with Dell yeah he emailed me oh, so, yeah. you know just getting in touch with Robert if you want to see him at somebody's convention and that's awesome there's been a rumor for like 20 years when you were born again Christian and you didn't want to talk about the film <laughs> <laughs> Really? See, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a social media you know guy, so I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes, and and so very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that now on a few occasions, right? No, you know, I love God. I gotta go. He's like, I don't want to talk about the film. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Man, you no, took I it didn't. right from me. I didn't. I just, I just assumed he was nice. No, because he, uh, he, he right away said, you know, you could be making money doing this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I make money. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but then he, he did. I went back to him later, and he actually gave me some paperwork. And, and, and then, of course, Dominic contacted me, and here we are. Wow. That's so cool that like, he actually genuinely was like, no, you don't understand what you have here. Like, you need to like go talk to someone. That's that's super cool of a just like basically a fan to like reach out to someone and make sure that they know like, yeah, you, this is a big deal. This is a, a huge. Dell's a huge like a tremendous ambassador for all things genre, and he's a a really he's well not only well versed but a prolific writer too. Oh wow! And so Dell, if you get a chance, if you haven't ever been to Dark Delicacies, it's like you can spend a day in there. It's not it's not a huge store, but there's so much, and everything has a story, and Dell can speak to all of it. And he and Sue do a lot of different signings and things, and so they're bringing in a lot of folks. Like he he manages a bunch of different people, and um, so when a new Blu-ray comes out, then they'll bring him in and have him do a signing event there. And that's how he knew, like, whoa, people have been looking for him. So God. it sounds like that Dell was completely aware that people have been I'm trying. Sure Oh, oh nice. my God! 
So the sound, the, yeah, the, all, the, all the music, he's going to be there. It'd be interesting, uh, fair, uh, you know, for you to check it out, Billy. You know what I mean? You, it's right there uh, just over the hill um, on Hollywood Way, Dark Delicacies. And uh, it would offer you, you know, ideas uh, to, you know, to show here as well. Yeah. 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 God. Very cool. Anybody else? Anything else? Yeah? One, one more. Yeah? Go for it. Um, so, like, afterwards, of course, it was, like, getting banned, and there was all this controversy. But while you were making it, though, did you ever, like, look around and be like, man, like, this is kind of, like, controversial, where you just like, I'm just killer Sam. Yeah, never occurred to me. Never occurred to me. And, and the question's been asked as well. Like, you know, I went to the casting session, and then I read the script, and, and you know, Sleigh Ride, and it's, you know, not like... Yeah, and it's it never occurred to me. You know, when you're, I suppose when you're an accomplished actor, you kind of pay attention to the details of a script, and you go like, "Yeah, this might not be the best path for me." But when you're a young actor and you're just trying to get your first job or your second job or just be employed as opposed to being a waiter, you know, it's like, "Hey, man, this is an opportunity for me to, for me to make a buck." And you know, goodness, I'm lead, I'm reading for a lead role in a film. You know what I mean? So I never thought about any of that. I just tried to fulfill the, the the words that were written well and you also you mentioned earlier the discipline that came from the this the sports background and you mentioned to me that you were really focused you were focused when you were making the film but like really just trying to do the right things so that probably wasn't even a consideration right like how, right. how, how did that discipline come into play right right well you know in athletics you know it's all about discipline and now it's about executing and, and trying to repeat that execution over and over again and be consistent and and that's that's how you succeed right so when it came to hollywood that was uh, that was my only go to was to just try to be truthful and try to be uh you know in the moment and try to fulfill whatever the writer's words were and and just do it to my best not really paying attention to the big picture you know Again, like if I was, if I had done fifteen films, then maybe I'd look closer at it and go, "Man, this is this is getting dark." <laughs> but in the you know in the midst of uh, getting my first film and being flown out to you know Salt Lake City, Utah, and you know getting per diem and being treated like you know everybody kissing your ass, it's like, "Fuck, I better do something right here." You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good gig. <laughs> I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah. I was reading my notes. You caught me. <laughs> um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, how we normally wrap up the film is that we, we rate our films uh, on the show on a scale of Jaws to Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> um, it's an easy-to-understand scale if you're familiar with the Jaws films because it's a very much like a deteriorating scale quite quick. <laughs> um, so... What what would you give this film? This is a Jaws one. This is like everything. This is like the epitome of what we love to talk about. It's what we love to show. We like sharing it with everyone. Like sharing these memories from you guys to us because this is like now we have a million things to go tell other people too. It's just like this 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 is an amazing film. It's it's the for me it's the epitome of like a Christmas like like slasher movie like like we got another one coming out this week you know yeah. and 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 when you look back at it you're like well, okay what has it got you know we got the christmas carols we got an i can't I, iconic character walking around killing people like we we hit all the bullet points of being like is this a christmas movie yes is this a horror movie yes are you gonna have fun absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. like i i i enjoy this and its sequel so much 
just due to how much fun we can have. Like I just the the audience alone tonight and just hearing people laugh and cheer at the moments that like were designed for that. It's it's just a great fun Christmas movie. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Jaws. Jaws. I Yeah. <laughs> Jaws. I, 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 yeah. It's I hope you guys are giving it Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would you guys think? Is it Jaws? It's Jaws. There we go. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, if my kids could only know. <laughs> they will give it a Jaws. <laughs> but, but in this case, the shark was working. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our special guest tonight. Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> Is there anything that... Is there anything that you guys want to plug, Instagram, or, or where people can find you online? Work coming up Anybody for you. that's listening uh, online? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, um, no. Uh, I'm, I'm on the verge, perhaps, in the next uh, six months or so of, of creating all kinds of social media. But I'm, I don't do it now. I, 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 I watch sports. Yeah, there you okay. go. <laughs> What's your website? Yeah, so check check that out. You can keep up with his appearances and things like that. And all the other folks, too. I mean, you'll be blown away at the roster that he has. A lot of faces that you may know that you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, I love. Like, It's 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 fun just to look at his. So uh, once more for people listening online, full. Oh, I'm sorry. Full Empire Promotions. promotions full Empire Promotions dot com. Dot com. And that's where you can find uh, many people on the roster. Uh, those of you who are listening online that want to uh, get somebody for your next convention uh, or or special appearance, correct? Yep. The, the disc is uh, still available. Uh, the the we sold out of all the NECA figures and all of that, so you can probably find those on eBay. But you can still get Silent Night on on the Blu-ray, and um, then tomorrow night we're doing part two, which is also yeah. out. And um, so. And I'm working on a ton of other stuff. Yeah, it's all excellent. Rumors, so. Every time you guys come out with something, I am I am so excited each time because it's like a, a hidden gem. We're actually going to be doing um, next month. We're going to be covering Toby Hooper's uh, The Fun House, oh, which yeah. you guys just recently got as well, which I was so hyped about. So my buddy is a composer. He he did like the theme for Extra. Remember, you know, like that uh, the Daily. Day show. Oh yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. He he's an extra in the Funhouse as a kid. He's riding the Ferris wheel on that. <laughs> oh my god! So he was on set for the Funhouse, and and I have these. Well, I digress. <laughs> you were so close. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, nerdy nerd. My, some friends of mine from Iowa, where I'm from, uh, they made a movie called Haunt that just came out this year. Yes, and, and um, they we talked about the fun house cause we, we did like some different screenings around and Q and A's and things like that. And in most movies like the fun house, you walk it like you, you guys have been to a carnival fun house. It's a trailer with a facade in front of it. But in that movie, when you walk in, it's like, there's two layers. There's a basement. It's the haunted like a, mansion of carnival rides. It's totally, just like it, goes on forever. There's like a hump den downstairs. Yes. There's prostitutes involved. It's, it's like, what the heck? There's a giant fan. He's never seen it, so I'm so excited for him to watch it. But, but like in Haunt, you know, the thing we were talking about is that they made, if you've ever been to like a JC's haunted house, they actually really nailed that. Oh, cool. And, and they really capture that, that spirit in it. But, um, I don't know how I ended up there. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we were all here for it, and we loved it. So thank you guys <laughs> so much for being here. Uh, this was amazing. Um, let's Absolutely. give them a round of applause one more time, one you more guys. Time, thank folks. you so much. And uh, I guess uh, will we be signing any more or anything anybody wants to say? 
Oh, good night, or I, <laughs> I don't <night>. know. <laughs> I'm going to come out tomorrow night and hang out as well, and okay, oh, yeah. great. Uh, support my my little brother Eric. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, good night, guys. Everybody, thank, thank you so much, guys. Good night. been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Yeah.